0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast that's dedicated to your Colorado avalanche. And as always, thank you for making us our your first listen of the day. And on today's episode, we will continue our burning question week. And today we will be doing uh, physicality. And that's kind of something that a lot of people talk about with Colorado avalanche. Are they physical enough? A lot of people think that's the reason why they can't get past the second round. We'll kind of discuss that. Uh, And over on the hockey writer's website, uh, there is a article. I want to give the guy credit who wrote it. Um, Marco, and I'm probably butchering his last name, Zlomislik, there we go, um, has uh, three predictions that he put out um, in this article. And I think they're pretty good. One I think is going to get people riled up. Uh, one I think people will say, well, actually, the other two people will agree with. And then I'm going to add one more, one of my own, uh, for a p- bold prediction for this upcoming season. So, uh, first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore avalanche on Twitter, locked on avalanche. On Instagram, send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to lockdownavalanche at gmail.com. And check out the show's YouTube page. Just search Lockdown Avalanche" on YouTube and subscribe to that. All right. So burning question number four, physicality. Uh, that's been the kind of, I don't want to say the arch nemesis of the avalanche, but a lot of people think they are not physical enough. And when they get to the playoffs, like you can make your way through a regular season and not be a super physical team. But once you get into the playoffs, things kind of kick it up a notch. And a lot of people feel that the Avalanche are not uh, that team that plays a physical style of game. And it doesn't translate well once you get into the playoffs. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, If you look specifically, if you're going to look at the Vegas series, people want to say that Vegas was, was more physical than the abs. It's how you want to break that down. Uh, Because there were games. And I think the majority of the games, as far as hits go, the avalanche out hit uh, Vegas. That doesn't tell the entirety of the story because you probably would say, yeah, Vegas is they're built. They, their game is more built around physicality, before pretty much anything else and they have really skilled players on that team. The Avalanche system is kind of built around speed and skill and physicality is <clears throat> kind of down the totem pole a little bit. But I think the misconception here is that the Avalanche have to be the most physical team in the league. They don't have to be. There's nothing that's saying like because they're not the the style of play that they play is not of a physical one then they for some reason need to ascend to the most physical team in the league and that's not the, the case they they do they need to be more physical sure yeah i think they do and some people were thinking they're just going to go out and and get all these bruisers and then you know then they can say that that's the only thing that they're missing is just being a little bit more physical and yeah that's the case but uh, i think what they've done, they've kind of reverted back a little bit more to the Nikita Zadorov days because last year it was Ryan Graves. Ryan Graves was your muscle. And I'm not taking anything away from him. I thought he he fit well with the Avalanche, but that's not the guy that I'm going to rely on to go settle scores. You know what I mean? And that's really what the Avalanche are looking for because they are a physical team. That, you know, they don't have any problem mixing it up. Nathan McKinnon has no problem doing that. Gabe Landeskog has no problem doing that. Nazem Kadri has no problem doing that. On the defensive end, Eric Johnson really doesn't have a problem doing that. You now have Curtis McDermott, who is kind of that Nikita Zadorov player. And when Zadorov was on the team, you didn't hear about this, that they needed to be more physical. And it's like a catch 22 because when Zadorov was on the team, he kind of was a liability. He wasn't really, you know, he's not an offensive threat. He did have some offensive skill. I thought he had a, a pretty nice shot when he was in, in, you know, wide open, but he's not going to create for himself. Uh, and McDermott is not that type of player, but you know, he, he, oddly enough, they're considering using McDermott on uh, forward lines. That'll be interesting to see. But I, I, I kind of feel like they're more physical this year than they were last year and again this isn't to say that they are the most physical team in the league and again i don't think they need to be they don't need that distinction that's not their game their game is still built around speed and athleticism and that's not going to change right now um and when you look at kind of like the the makeup of their defense just going on height and weight yeah McDermott is a beast at 6'5", 233. Uh, and then you have Jack Johnson, who after that one preseason game, we'll see what he can do uh, you know, if he's in, on the ice against Minnesota <clears throat> tonight on Friday. He's 6'1", 227. Eric Johnson, 6'4", 225. Um, Bo Byram, he is 6'1", at 190. So the weight's not there for him, but he, they're not going to ask him to do that. And if sometimes when he does get called up, if he does get called up, Keaton Middleton, 6'6, 240. Big boy. So in the defensive end, like they have muscle. Um, <clears throat> and then the guys I mentioned on on the forwards, they're they're okay. So I think it's a misconception that they're not a physical team. They are. They don't want to play that way they don't want that style they don't be known for that style they want to be known as as a a speed uh and skill type of team which is what they are which is they feel that they can win that way they feel that they can win that way and have uh you know some players that yes you do need to be physical in this sport especially in the playoffs and i'm pretty confident the avalanche feel like they have addressed that Uh, Because it wasn't there last year. It really wasn't. And yeah, sure, they, they, you know, with the Landeskog fight with Braden Shen, they'll do that. They're a hockey team. They're going to do that. Uh, And they'll do it again this year. But now they have kind of designated guys. Like Ryan Graves really wasn't that guy. Big body. Really big boy. But he's really not that guy to want to go seek out uh, a scrum. McDermott's got no problem doing that. So just having that one guy, kind of like that Zadorov, where people know <laughs> they're still gonna mess with you, but they know that all right, McDermott's the one coming after me. Last year it was like we don't know who's gonna come after me, so we'll just you know throw cheap shots at you know Miko Rantanen. And who's it gonna be? It happened to be Gabe Landis-God. Uh So yeah, as far as physicality goes, uh, people are gonna talk about it. Maybe not so much in the the regular season because things will get kind of pumped up more in the postseason. So that's something that people are going to watch when, when the postseason comes around for the avalanche. Will they get beaten down again by a physical team? And if all these people that are here in this roster stay healthy, I think they can hold up just fine. So let me know what you guys think. Um, But we are going to hear from bet online and with another football season fully underway, all eyes are back on the gridiron and bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props and contests. bet online. AG continues to be the number one source for everything football and to the website, Or use your mobile device to sign up and you will receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. It's Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. They are your online sportsbook experts. Also brought to you by direct TV stream. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle. It's direct TV stream. And it brings your live TV on demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports movies and television shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. And you can learn more at directtv.com. Once again, that website is directtv.com to find out more about Direct TV Stream. All right. So, as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, <clears throat> over at the Hockey Writers, uh, Marco Zlomilsky. And I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. <laughs> Put up three bold predictions, and I always like these because the, the, you know, the bold ones. People want to take these and run with them. Like, what are you talking about? But these are talking. Th- th- these are for people who do a podcast to to talk about uh, or just get the fan base going and maybe even riled up. So I'll save maybe his uh, juiciest one for last, and the other two. Uh, one of them I definitely agree with. The other one. I've been saying that pretty much all season. And the last one, <clears throat> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. So his first prediction, well, it's not his first predi- prediction in the write-up. It's actually his second. But he says that the Avalanche will break the franchise record for wins, which right now is 52 from the 2000-2001 team. I agree with that. And if you follow me on Twitter, I actually went through and predicted the score of every single game throughout the season. Yeah, I had nothing to do one day. So uh, I did, I I have a spreadsheet and we'll see where it goes. Like predicted the score, the outcome of every single game. And I came up with 53 wins. So I have them just beating that. Um, I have them with 53 wins and then six overtime losses. So that's 112 points that I have the avalanche at for this season. But that does beat the franchise record <clears throat> by by one win. I think that is very, very doable. And the Avs last year, and he does point this out, uh, they had 39 wins in the 56-game season. That was on pace for 56 wins over the course of an 82-game season. So now the question is, do you think the team that they have now with all the people that they lost and all the people that they gained can recreate what they had last year? Some people would say no because they feel like, you know, the depth is not there. And that's something, you know, that that is another question that we tackled earlier in the week. Uh, but some people have the wait and see approach of, well, you know, yeah, it's it's not the depth that they had last year, but you never know. You get new guys in, a new city. can they kind of reinvigorate themselves and especially playing for a a, a Stanley Cup favorite? So will it be fifty six? Uh, that would be a a tremendous season. um that that's a hundred and. 12 points right there um <clears throat> not including your overtime losses but I think they could do this I do I think and, and I don't think they'll, they would blow it away but I think they could get like I I, had, I have predicted 53 54 wins I think that is you know they'd have to put together a great season obviously but I think this team could definitely do it uh his next prediction is one that I agree with, and I, I've kind of been. I feel like he's just like the forgotten man because Cole Caulfield just came on the scene, um, and that is Alex Newhook will win the Calder Trophy, and I kind of feel. I do. I feel like Newhook is kind of being forgotten. Um, even Byram is getting forgotten. Uh, I think between the two of them, Newhook is going to get more of an opportunity and get placed in a better scenario than than Byram will. Uh, but with with Newhook potentially playing on the second line, maybe he doesn't start there because we're seeing can play on the second line a lot in practice anyway. But throughout the course of a season, you're going to see Alex Newhook on that second line without a doubt. And he makes a good point about you know hockey's different because sometimes like these number one overall picks excluding you know your Connor mcdavids of the world uh are not put in the best possible situation and it doesn't translate well to a good season that is a calder like season um like Lafrenier, you know what i mean like gonna be a good player but just he couldn't do much on a new york ranger team last year uh, because you, you are kind of a result of the people around you And with Newhook getting put in a – if he gets put in a line with guys like Burkowski and Kadri, uh, he's going to benefit from that. And he also – and he makes his point too – he also could be on that second power play unit. Uh, Likely not going to be on the first one, but you get those last 45 seconds of a power play, see what you can do. So I agree. I think, you know, having a a rookie – on a team like this, um, I don't know why my Google just went off, but uh, I mean, a rookie on a a championship caliber team that is not going to be playing fourth line minutes uh, is could be potentially top six minutes. You're you're gonna get points. It's just going to happen. Um, so I I it's not. He's not going to run away with it by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think Trevor Zegras is going to have a phenomenal year. And yeah, Cole Caulfield will probably have a very good season and they will be in the mix. But so will Alex Newhook. Maybe you could even go as far as to say, like, yeah, it's still a stretch for him to win it. Uh, But I think he would definitely be in the conversation for a nomination for the Caller Trophy at the end of the year. Finally, his number one prediction on his uh, article. And he says Jared Bednar will get fired. So in order for that to happen, he he must feel like the Avs are either not going to win it again and he gets fired after the season, or they're not producing well and gets fired season. And he doesn't say that. I'm not trying to put words in his mouth. He doesn't really say exactly when he feels I don't think he did when he feels that Bednar will get fired. I'm assuming he thinks it's going to be like after the season, if they don't win again, we can have that conversation. I don't think it doesn't matter how bad the avalanche, if the avalanche are playing bad. Uh, I don't see them in any way, shape or form firing Jared Bednar middle of the season or at any point during the season. Uh, if they don't, well, that's I mean, how do we how do we ask this question? If they don't if they do anything less than make it to the Stanley Cup final, I think the, you know, the the, the proverbial hot seat will be turned on for him. I think he's the best coach in the league, and if you want to call me biased on that, feel free. Um so and I and I think Joe Sakic likes consistency. Um, and I don't mean on the ice. I mean, f- in the locker room, the people that are playing for the team, he doesn't want this revolving door. Uh, you're going to have revolving doors of players. That's going to happen, but he doesn't want this revolving door of coaching staff. So I don't think it's just going to be if the Avs. let's see if they like anything less than making the Stanley cup final. If if he makes the Stanley cup final, I think he is safe. Um, and I don't really even want to have this conversation right now because the, the the season haven't even started yet, but why not? Um, But if they do anything less than that, I think people are, there's, there's going to be more people asking for it. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be me. I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm guessing that's Joe Sackick's mindset, but that is my, my mindset. And maybe it's because growing up Broncos fan of Mike Shanahan was there forever. Um, I kind of feel like, you stick with a coach and if they're a, a good coach and they have the locker room, but sometimes they lose the locker room and Jared Bednar hasn't done that at all. But in sports, it's like it always falls on the coach. And whenever the end comes for for Jared Bednar, even if it's five years from now, um, it's going to fall back on him. So I think he can do it. Um It's unfortunate that's how how it has to happen in sports. But I think, you know, what happened last year, you know, sometimes what they they went through, what teams go through, like what the Avalanche went through last year in the past few years, and he has said it, is incredibly motivating. So this team is going to play with a chip on their shoulder all year long, and they're going to play for him. They love playing for him. And he is a very good coach. But does it just come down to there just needs to be a change of scenery? And a change of scheme or something Um, that's for later in the year. We got to see how the year pans out. Um, But you know, if it happens again where they are second round eliminated, even in the conference finals eliminated and at least don't make the playoffs, you know, there's going to be a lot of people questioning how much longer do we keep them here? And again, That is not gonna be me. So, all right, let's hear from Rock Auto and then you'll get my kind of bold prediction on this season. So, uh, with the ever increasing number of makes and models, It is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So save time and money and use rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and you can go explore their easy-to-use website and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, so my one prediction for this well, not, well my, I guess my bold prediction for the avalanche this season. Um and everybody always likes to want to throw kind of the usual sp- suspects in when it comes to, uh, you know, your your awards for the year. And I had talked about this uh, last week. So for some of you, this may be you, you, you've heard uh, me, me discuss this a little bit in detail. But now I'm going to uh, swing for the fence here. And everybody wants to say that, you know... Uh, Nathan McKinnon is a Hart Trophy candidate year in and year out. Sure. Kyle McCarr will be Norris. Sure. Um, Kemper maybe could be in for the Vesna, And I had said last week when we were doing awards and saying how, you know, as players could be in the mix for uh, a lot of the main trophies with coach of the year, if Bednar has a good year, obviously. Um, MVP, defensive, best offensive defenseman, all that stuff. And I kind of went through and said how av- an avalanche player could be in the mix for for each and every one of those awards. Could be in the mix. not going to win them, but could be in the mix for all of them. And I had said for the heart, we always look at Nathan McKinnon, understandably so. And I think this is the year that people really look at Miko Rantanen in conjunction with Nathan McKinnon. And over the course of an 82-game season. Another year under the belt that these guys have played together, they know each other like the backs of their hand. And a lot of people in avalanche world were not all that surprised that Miko Rantanen beat Nathan McKinnon in the points department last year. Um, so for a full season, they they are tough to, they're tough to scheme against and they know exactly how to get themselves in good position to score a lot of points. And let's face it, when it comes to the heart, that's what voters are looking at our points. So I kind of maybe going off the beaten path here uh, for by saying that's what voters are looking for, because there's nothing saying that, you know, uh, Connor McDavid is going to be beaten by anybody for most points. But you hope that voters look at. A uh, little bit more than that, and take the phrase. And you say this every year, and usually never happens. But you take the phrase "valuable," and I think Miko Rantanen is going to be the most valuable player, not only on the Avalanche this year, but in the entire league. I think he could pull kind of like a Leon Drysital, and you know, if if Connor McDavid is Nathan McKinnon, Drysital and Miko Rantanen kind of coexist in that Robin, uh, mode, but look what dry did a couple of years ago and he got the heart mainly because he led the league in points. Um, and I think Miko Rantanen has the ability to do that, uh, lead the avalanche in points. Definitely. When a lot of people are cluing in on Nathan McKinnon, fine, go ahead. He has no problem finding Rantanen and, and him piling up the assist while Miko piles up the uh, the goals. But I think over the course of an 82-game season, uh, Miko Rantanen is going to put it all together this year. And uh, obviously it goes without saying he's got to stay healthy, but you know, that's clear. That's basic knowledge. But I do. I think uh, Miko Rantanen is your heart trophy winner for this season. Uh, and people are going to be... Looking at him like, wow, the Avalanche, uh, they really do have a crazy team over there because everybody wants to clue in on Nathan McKinnon, and they should. Uh, but do not forget about Mr. Miko Rantanen. So that is my bold prediction for the season. Miko Rantanen is your heart trophy winner. Um, and before we go, definitely want to throw out all the thoughts to Peter McNabb over at altitude and um, I'm sure you've heard he announced yesterday that he was uh, diagnosed with cancer. Didn't say what form doesn't really matter. Um, He has cancer and this is something that he's going to fight tooth and nail because he's a hockey player (laughs) and uh, he is, he's great in in the booth and I had talked to uh, you know, if you guys listen back to shows talking to Connor uh, McGahee Um, off the air, Connor and I were talking about Peter McNabb and how he said that man will just talk hockey for hours. He absolutely just loves the game. He loves being around it. That's why I don't know how old he is, but you know, he could retire if he wants. Uh, and he doesn't want to, he just loves being at the rink. He loves being around players. He loves, uh, announcing games and he does it in a way he has tons of passion, obviously but there's a video and God, I think it was the, when the avalanche won a game against Vegas, I think it was game two against Vegas and Connor's going crazy. And this is obviously playoff. So Peter McNabb goes over to the radio side to call the game with, with Connor. And there's video of this where the Avs, I think it was the overtime game that they, they won game two in overtime, I believe. And, Connor's going crazy and there's a camera there and it pans. Connor's just, you know, screaming his head off like only Connor can do. And right next to him is Peter McNabb hands in his pockets, big smile on his face and just gives out one of these like fist bumps, calm, cool, collected, seen it all before, but still it was the, it was the, the dynamic of like, yeah, Connor, the, the young energetic going crazy, And Peter McNabb on the inside was doing what Connor was doing on the outside. You could tell. And uh, he's great to listen to. Incredibly knowledgeable. Uh, He's fun. He's funny. And uh, yeah, it was kind of sad when I heard about it in the morning like everybody else did. But uh, he says he's going to power through and power on and still call games. And this goes to his sense of humor. Uh, Said he's going to do it with just a different haircut maybe one like mine. Um, But we are all pulling for Peter McNabb without a doubt. And uh, not just the avalanche community, the entire hockey community is pulling for him. And if anybody can make it through this, it's, it's McNabb. So uh, we're all thinking of you. Who knows if he listens to the show, but um, we are all thinking of you and, and uh, we know you're going to, come out on the other side of this thing. So that will be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in once again and making this your first listen of the day, head over to locked on NHL to make that your second listen of the day, because I'm over there too, with Adam Denker and we get into some predictions, we get in pre- predictions for this season. And we kind of predict uh, who's playing now. Young guys only in the league a few years that are trending towards Uh, number retirement for tomorrow uh, I will have Kyle Sullivan here with me and we will be discussing our final burning question which is the big one the playoffs can the avalanche make it through not only the second round can they lift this Stanley Cup Uh, so stay tuned and tune in tomorrow for that for sure alright that's going to be it thank you everybody for tuning in it is always a pleasure And I will see everyone tomorrow. So take care. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.